Welcome to the Rocky and Meisty Show, everyone. Thank you for joining us as we conclude our divisional round preview. Um, and we are going to conclude with the Bucks and Rams. We got some veteran quarterbacks. Uh, you know, it's a good change of pace from the young quarterbacks we've had in the AFC. Some veteran quarterbacks, guys that have been in the league for over a decade. And Tom Brady's case is about two decades. So we'll get into that. Remember to subscribe to our channel on YouTube and our podcast on Spotify um, and Instagram. And if you are on the YouTube page, you will, I'm sorry, Spotify and Apple. And if you are on the YouTube page, you will notice that we do have a new look, thanks to our producer, Morty, as I pointed out. So that was a great job done by him. The graphic looks incredible, and the whole layout just looks amazing. So thank you for thank you to him once again. Remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. So let's get into this veteran against veteran. And uh, really, you know, it's interesting. The Rams won that game last week against the Cardinals, and we're all thinking, wow, impressive win by the Rams. It's true, but, like, this is one win. They, they're Super Bowl or bust. The way they've formatted their team, how much draft capital they've invested into this roster, Matthew Stafford, Von Miller, win-now mode. Everyone said it all season. The Rams are in win-now mode, and they are, and they haven't, per se, succeeded the way that we thought they would throughout the course of the season. But here they are. They're in the divisional round, going up against Tom Brady. Two more wins, and they're in the Super Bowl. Anything short of that is a disappointment. Um, but I want, I want to know your guys' opinion on this. Like, do you really think it's a disappointment for the Rams if they don't win the Super Bowl? Because they're going up against Tom Brady. Like, they, they can lose to Tom Brady very easily. Like, Mike, do you think it's a disappointment for them if they don't make the Super Bowl? Is it Super Bowl a bust for the Rams? It's a Super Bowl a bust. That's, that's, that, that's, that's it. There's no question about it, whether it's the Aaron Rodgers or – to Jimmy Garoppolo next week or, or whether it's the Tom Brady this week. At the end of the day, it's Super Bowl or bust. So, and, and it's not, by the way, it's not Super Bowl or bust. It's winning with a Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. right. It's really, right. it's winning. With, there's no, if they lose in the Super Bowl, like, that's it. This is their team. The question is now, can you say maybe next year they can bring everyone back? Maybe. Do it again? Okay, good luck. I mean, it's not easy to run it back. Um, you know, we've seen even with Brady. I mean, yeah, Brady has run it back year after year, but like different players, different schemes. It's always something new with Brady. But um, and that's what makes him great. But at the end of the day, this this game, I st- I still don't know who to pick. I don't even know where to start. I mean, this game is like could go flip flop. The Rams beat him earlier in the year, but Tom Brady's now in the playoffs, like at home. Different animal. Actually, where is this game being played? In LA or at home? Or in, in, in Tampa? No, it's in sunny Florida, baby. Tampa, yeah. Yeah, we got sunny LA in sunny Florida. I don't know. I mean, this is it, yeah. This sounds this sounds to me more like Brady just cooks and and Steph and and Bucks defense are a tough bunch, so it's definitely going to hurt Matthew Stafford. The Cardinals defense was just awful. They just they were, they had no answer. Now, once again, the question is, how are they going to answer to the to to Matthew Stafford? And OBJ and Cooper Cup cooking. I mean, it's it shouldn't be possible to stop that either. So we could see a really high scoring game. I think we do see a really high scoring game. Um, and that's. Uh, I mean, I, I really don't know, but I have to think more. I have to hear what Yehuda says and and try to see if he has if he can talk me one way or the other. I well, I have a convincing argument. I'll tell you at the end. I want to hear Yehuda's opinion on this first too, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> me and Mark are going to hit you with the stats so for sure, but. But um, we, we all know that they, they played each other in week three. That was, you know, feels like years ago. And that was a different team. Right. The Bucks were absolutely devastated at corner. They were missing a bunch of corners, safeties. They're just super, um, super injured. The, uh, the Rams didn't have OBJ. They, they, uh, they didn't have Von Miller. They didn't have – they had Robert Woods. Like, it, it, this is a completely different game. So, I don't know how much we can look back at that game. 
but but obviously the Rams did beat them, but that was also in LA. So I don't know how much that game really, really um, can can speak to to what's going to happen in this game. But what I do know is that um, Matthew Stafford uh, just saw this that he has the highest pass rating in the blitz against the blitz in the NFL, and a lot of that is because of Ram solid O line that they, they pick up these blitzes, and when when uh, Stafford doesn't have to think and he just you know makes his um, his his reads without thinking and just just go just throw he's he's amazing but when he when he thinks uh 16 of his 17 interceptions have occurred against four or fewer rushers so when he's thinking he's in the pocket he can sometimes make these bad mistakes like we saw against Tennessee against Baltimore and he just he loves to throw pick sixes it's very weird so uh, <laughs> it's true yeah the the bucks their their MO is to blitz actually but we saw in the super bowl I was talking about this earlier. We saw in the Super Bowl about how Todd Bowles completely changed the um, you know, the identity of his defense, and he only blitzed four four guys for most of the game. He barely even brought five guys. So, I mean, obviously the, the Chiefs had a bunch of uh, O line injuries, so they were able to exploit that. But I think Todd Bowles' best plan to attack Matthew Stafford and the the Rams' offense is is um, to not blitz and do what he did in the Super Bowl and force Matthew Stafford to think and, and make mistakes and force him into making the, um, you know, the bad play and some pick sixes. Cause again, I don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball. Like last time I know I said, you know, you can't look back much on last game, but I'm gonna look at last game. Um, they were not able to run the ball. I think they only had like 60 some rushing yards and we know how good the bucks rush defense is, or 70 some rushing yards, but um, they are not going to be able to run the ball on the Bucks, and no one is really able to run the ball on the Bucks. So they're going to put it all in Stafford's hands. You guys were talking about his legacy for last um, for uh, last week's pod. This yes. this is a legacy game right here. Can you go toe to toe with Tom Brady? Because he's not going to have he's not going to have a run game most likely. And even with Cam Akers and the amazing comeback that he's made, um, I don't think he's going to be able to run run on the Bucks. So can Matthew Stafford? Um, beat the blitz. Yes, I think he can. And I think Todd Bowles knows that. So I don't think he's going to blitz. So can Matthew Stafford sit in the pocket and make his reads and beat seven guys when uh, he has JPP, Shaq Barrett, and, you know, guys coming up the middle and and rushing him and and putting him under pressure with four guys. Granted, the Rams do have a very good O-line, but we will see if um, if Stafford can beat this, this, uh, this Bucks defense on his own with probably, you know, 35 to 40 pass attempts. Yeah, it's definitely going to come down to Stafford. The question is, as I've pointed out so many times this year, it's the up and down Stafford. We've seen throughout the entire career, and he's had that this year. He's had games this year, three or four mind-boggling throws. You're like, what are you doing? I pointed out on Twitter a couple weeks ago against the Ravens, he did not play well in that game at all. And, um, you know, there was one play to Van Jefferson where it was third and 10, and Van Jefferson was wide open in the flat, five yards down the field. I mean, wide open. The man had 20 yards of open field. It would have been an easy first down. Instead, he forces the ball into chucks it up 40 yards down the field into triple coverage, and the ball gets intercepted. Now, it wasn't so costly in the grand scheme of things because it would have been a a punt would have been that either way. But the fact that he could have continued the drive, just his vision wasn't there for some reason. The vision's 
off sometimes. He's not going through his reads and he's not seeing the field well. I don't know what it is, but that that's right. You put him under pressure and, you know, put him under pressure, whether that's a literal or figurative, figurative statement, maybe gets it, maybe he gets in his head. I don't know what it is, but that's for sure. Definitely a, a big key to this game. Now, if you look at the other side of the ball, it's Brady, right? It's the second highest snap to release time in the league. Tom Brady has averaged over 42 passing attempts per game this year. So it, it, it's, they're no secret. The Bucks are not a secret. They like to throw the ball a lot. But it's quick throws. It's quick throws. It's not necessarily right. Since Godwin's gone out, they haven't had that big playability so much. Tom Brady can throw the ball down the field, contrary to what people think. He's still got the arm. But they don't have the receivers to do it. So it's a little more dink and dunk, similar to what the Chiefs have had to adjust to a little, right? Like you had those big play guys, and now you're a little more limited, either because of what the defenses have adjusted to or because of the players that have gotten injured that you have had to adjust to it as default of that. But the, the Bucks have had to adjust to it. And now they're going to be, you know – now they're going up. They're not going up against the Eagles anymore, right? The Eagles stuck into the playoffs. You know, they obviously, you know, Morty's mentioned had an easier schedule, more favorable schedule, a good team, but probably don't, don't belong in the playoffs this year, at least maybe down the line. Right? The Rams belong in the playoffs. They're one of the best teams in the league. If you look at their roster, you know, um, and, and, and th this front seven can bring pressure to Brady, but that's the thing. Brady can get the ball out quick. I don't know, man. Like, Meister, you said I don't know who to go with in this game. Do you – there's a golden rule for me. I never bet against Brady. Even if the matchup's not always favorable, I never bet against Brady. I don't know if you guys agree with that golden rule. That's my golden rule. Well, unless <laughs> it's Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Oh, no, unless it's Patrick Mahomes. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless it's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> no, even that. I mean, even that. Last year I did – last year we all picked the Packers – to beat the Bucs in the AFC championship in the NFC championship game. And then I was the only one that picked the Bucs to win in the Super Bowl because none of us thought Brady could do it. And here again, like it's not really like if you look on paper, the Rams have a much better roster than the Bucs do overall yep. because of the fact that the Bucs have a lot of those weapons aren't there. So yeah, the Rams on paper look look to have the upper hand here, but still bet against Brady, man. Can't bet against that man. That man's just chilling on his couch. He's like, haha, you guys all think breaking down matchups, Donald, this, that, what forget about Aaron Donald. I'm getting the ball out before he can even say, say hi, you know? Like yeah. <laughs> Aaron Donald. But anyway, no, Aaron Donald will do some damage. He always does. But just don't bet against Brady. My golden rule. Golden rule of betting. The thing that scares me though is is uh Ryan Jensen and Tristan Wirfs, two humongous pieces in their O line, their center and their right tackle. Oh my fire again. One of the yeah. best. One of the best uh, <laughs> tackles in the league um, did not practice on Thursday, and I, we even saw their backup right tackle get a little injured. But he was getting he was getting a little a little beat. He was getting beat by Kerrigan in the Eagles game, and Brady was taking some sacks. We saw him take some sacks even you know late in the game when the game was in hand, and and uh, you know he didn't really need to be in there, but he was still just getting getting smacked around. So the Rams have the the best pressure rate pass rush win rate in the league so they are gonna they're gonna get to brady but like like rocky said the uh the uh quick passing game is exactly what what they need to stop this pass rush but if they're if they're set up in in um second along third along situations and the rams can just you know pin their ears back and and blitz brady that that they can give him some serious trouble and if he uh, if he has to go down the field and and make these deep throws or, you know, if they're trailing or whatnot and they get in a, in a place where they need to start coming back, it's, it's going to be really tough because the, the Rams defense is ferocious. Still have Jalen Ramsey. They got solid, solid corners. The one thing that that is um, a problem is, you know, they're on like their eight string safety. They signed Eric Whittle out of retirement. 
Yeah. Uh, Barrett safety. Weddle. Yeah. So Brady knows that. Brady knows that um, Eric Weddle is is a forty year old who you know who's not playing at the same level that Tom Brady's playing at. So he's gonna he's gonna exploit that, and he's probably gonna be able to find Gronk over the middle, beating some linebackers, beating a safety. And um, you know Evans is still around. So even if Jalen Ramsey takes care of Evans most of the time, if they can use him in the red zone, that that will be good enough for Brady. But but like you said, this quick passing game, guys like Cyril Grayson and uh, Scotty Miller, Brady's got to see if he can keep them involved. But uh, another thing that from from the first game is Brady was actually their uh, their uh, team leader in rushing with uh, 14 yards. Because like I said, over 42 pass attempts per game, they rely on the pass game very heavily. So if they can get Fournette back, because we're not sure if he's going to play Ronald Jones in practice. But if Fournette um, can come back because he he was practicing a little bit, um, he he I don't know how close he was last time coming back, because I mean, we expected him to come back and I expected him to come back. I said I would take Fournette to run over the Eagles and then he didn't even play. But uh, if he comes back and he can establish a run game against uh, the uh, Rams run defense and then, you know, bring in these linebackers, then Brady might not be, just have to rely on that quick passing game. Obviously, probably will do that most of the time because because uh, that's that's actually what he is. And he's really, really good at that. But I mean, even though he's developed it to a, a deeper passing game most of the time in, in uh, Tampa, the the uh, the run game can can set up this uh, pass game and Brady can take a few deep shots and uh, you know easily beat these corners because he he knows all the schemes he knows what anyone's trying to do to trying to uh, do to him defensively so if he sees Eric Weddle out there if he sees their uh, their safeties out of position he's gonna know exactly when to hit you know Scotty Miller on a deep route or, or Grayson on a random deep route and and just uh, you know try to bury the Rams. Yeah, Tristan Wirfs is a big concern. He's one of the best pass-blocking tackles in the league. Um, but that's the thing. Like, if anyone can compensate for his brain, number one, he's had one of the best pass-blocking units right in front of him the entire season. But a part of that is the fact that he gets the ball out quickly. So if anyone can compensate for the fact that they might be down – by the way, even Tristan Wirfs might play, um, but he has an ankle sprain. Now, I don't know how big of a deal that is for a lineman as opposed to a receiver. It's probably not as big of a deal. You don't need as much vertical quickness, obviously. So I, I really – I don't know. I don't know the mechanics of it. So even if he does have an ankle sprain and has to play through that, he could still be 90% himself. I, I, I don't know how that works exactly. But anyway, Brady Brady, Brady can compensate for that. He can get the ball out quickly. So, yes, you're going to have Donald and Von Miller up there and Leonard Floyd. That's going to be a matchup nightmare without Tristan Worse. Even though you have other good blockers up there, still, you know, to, to lose him. And even Jensen got injured this game you mentioned. So to not have those two guys in the trenches is obviously going to be huge. Brady can compensate for it. And it, it's interesting because the matchups don't go in the Bucks' favor this game, especially if they lose a couple guys up front. But it's just – Brady, like he can adjust. He's the best I've ever seen at adjusting mid game at the beginning of a game in the middle of a week. This guy's not playing. I have to adjust the game plan happens all the time, right? You have to adjust the game plan a little depending on who's playing and who's not playing. He can do it. And I think we'll do it against the Rams. And that's why I think the the Bucs will pull out this victory. Besides the fact I never bet against Brady and I don't love the Bucs. I don't, they don't have any deep threats. And I think in today's NFL, they're not of a deep threat. It's dangerous unless you have Tom Brady. So that's, that's my, that's my one caveat with that statement. So I'm going to go with Brady. Um, even though I know the matchups aren't necessarily in their favor, you know, but, um, my, see, I, I'm no, you would, I didn't get your opinion on this. So do you think it's yeah. Super Bowl or bust for the Rams? Yeah, I was actually, I was thinking about that. I, I wasn't able to, to get that in, but, but, um, 
his contract with the Rams is actually up after 2022. So he's unrestricted in 2023. So when you say Super Bowl or bust, I actually do not agree. I think um, they, they made some strides. The problem is, you know, if they do lose this game and they lose in division round, people are going to say, oh, like you had Jared Goff, you the exact same thing last year. You, you lost in the division round. They lost to the Packers. And uh, what, what did it get you? You, you traded this guy away. You, you took on his humongous contract. You, you trade draft picks. And you, you're in the exact same place as you were last year. And I would disagree with that. I would say they have – he is a better quarterback. Matthew Stafford is a better player. They, they, they are really going for it with, with Von Miller and OBJ. But I don't think Von Miller would stick around. But, like, OBJ could, could stay and be uh, long-term or even, like, a two-, three-year deal. And Matthew Stafford has one more year. So if they don't win uh, and they get eliminated on Sunday, I think um, then the next year would become Super Bowl or bust. So I think they're, they're really uh, gelling the team together. And you could say like, this is the, the literally the best year possible for like a, a tune up, get everyone together on the same page year. Like, like, uh, cause you know, he just almost broke the record for most passing yards in a season with, with Cooper cup. Cooper cup was a, a, uh, uh, triple crown winner catches receptions and yardage and their their offense is just overall better and we can see that they they are a better team but but it for next year it all sets up for for uh for them to to try to go for a super bowl next year like the only guy we saw who just come in and and just make some adjustments mid-year and then win the super bowl is tom brady like most of the time it takes time you we, we all expected tom brady to come in Tampa, they have some growing pains, whatever they, they come, they gel together. And then, you know, they, they lose out in the playoffs in, in divisional round or championship round. And then the next year they come back strong and then finally put it all together and, and win a Super Bowl. But he, he does that all in one year. So <laughs> Matthew Stafford is not, is not Tom Brady. So I, that's what I expect for him. And I, I expect, I do think they're going to lose to the bucks, but I don't think it's, it's Super Bowl or bust for his legacy. I think because he is, He's 30, he's 33 right now. So he's not, it's not like he's 37 or 38, you know, where we expect most quarterbacks to really decline. So I think he still has one more year in this, in this window. I think the Super Bowl window is, is open right now for them. And I'm, I, uh, I don't think it's necessarily Super Bowl or bust this year, but it's definitely, they're cutting it close if they don't win it this year. Cause then I think it all comes down to next year. Right. So that's the thing. It might not be Super Bowl or bust this year, but this stretch for the Rams is Super Bowl or bust, whether it's this year or next year. I look that's at it all as one, one, one entity. Um, yeah. But anyway, obviously, it's, it's, it's obviously bigger for Stafford's legacy and Rogers' legacy this weekend than it will be for Brady's legacy because Brady's just done it all now. We were joking before the podcast that, you know, Brady's just going to go to all these different teams, the Lions and the Vikings and the Chargers, all these teams that didn't win rings and they spend one year on each team. And here, you want a ring? You want a ring? Let's give out rings. You know, Brady just, who wants a ring? So, uh, you know, raise your hand. Um, so, yeah, obviously Brady's legacy is set in stone. I want a ring too, by the way. I know I see you raising your hand there. But you got a ring and you got a ring and you got a ring. But Rodgers – but but Rodgers and Stafford really have a lot on their line in terms of this in terms of legacy this weekend. So it's going to be great to see how it comes out. Let's get the final prediction. So I'm going with the Bucks. Meisty, did you make your decision yet? I you said you want to hear the first. It's going to be 44-42 Rams. Oh, huge game! And Ooh. it's going to be a Brady. He's going to fall short. He's going to storm back. He's going to be down big. He's going to be down like you know. He's going to be down. I don't know thirty. Maybe 41, 
to be down 41 20 something at, at some point yeah. in the third quarter and then just start storming back late but it's going to fall short 44 42 let's go you right against brady you made the mistake i told you not to make you better against. oh yeah always always make the mistake you're never going to learn if you don't keep making them <laughs> i hear good point what about you <laughs> So the Bucks have the, the the best offense according to DVOA and the uh, eighth best uh, defense. And the Rams have the, the top five defense and like the and the eighth best offense. So both of these teams are really good. And this is this is a sneaky good, like really good close game. And I think um, this was actually a much worse matchup for for the Bucks than than uh, like the Cowboys. If the Cowboys would have won, they would have come to them. And like Rocky said, uh, it's hard to get bet against Brady, even with all these um, even all all these metrics favoring um, the Rams. They they have like the best pass rush win rate. They have the best run stop win rate. Um, <laughs> you just can't bet against Tom Brady. And like all the numbers, yeah, all the numbers say say uh, you know the Rams are a little bit better. Even if the the Bucks offense might be a little bit better, the, all the numbers are saying the Rams are just a little better, and they have the exact same yards per play. Like it's really really close, but you got to take the better quarterback and you got to take Tom Brady. And I can't bet bet against Tom Brady, so I'm going to take uh, 28 25, something something weird like that. Close game, at, in home at home, and uh, we'll see like a a Brady a classic Brady drive to set up a Ryan suck up uh, game winning field goal. Even you know, even down He's his potentially down, <laughs> down his running back, down Chris Godwin. Um, he's he's gonna find a way to get it done and get to the championship game. 28-25. You know, I'll go 28-24. I'm liking a four-point game here. I don't like the three-point game, it's too cliche. So I'm liking a four-point game. I'll go 28 Because I was thinking like 24-20, but maybe give everyone a little more points. So 28-24. Morty, um, who you got in this game? Bucks, Rams. I don't know if you have a score prediction or not, but you just pick it straight up. Yeah, no, no score prediction for me, um, but I'm gonna have to side with you, Rocky. Don't, don't bet against Tom Brady. That's it. He'll make you sorry for it. That's why Mason does it. <laughs> but right, that's why Mason does it. I, I just, I ever since I did it last year yeah. um, against the Packers, like this entire year, I've been picking Bucks, Bucks most, most games, I think, because it's my golden rule of betting. That's it. Even if there's no logic behind it, even if uh, there's injuries. You know, even if the matchups are favorable for the opponent, it's Tom Brady, man, and it's playoffs. And this is when Brady shines, and he's 44 years old, and he's still doing it, and it makes absolutely no sense. And nobody can explain why Brady's doing or how Brady's doing physically what he's doing, but he's doing it. And we'll get to see him again on Sunday afternoon, uh, 3 o'clock, interesting start time, right? They changed around the times. I think a couple of years ago it used to be 1 and 4.30. Now it's at 3 and 6.30. So love this, love it, right? It's more in the middle of the day. So it packs everything in the middle of the day instead of just getting, getting everything done with early. Um, for me, it's still in the middle of the day here on the West Coast, still 12 and 3.30. But at least it evens it out a little. It's not 10 in the morning. And then by, by the time 5 o'clock comes along, everything's done. So this is nice. I'm very excited it. for it. But – yeah, they probably did that for the for the West Coast viewers to to get them more involved in the middle of the day, so it's easier for them. It, it could be the West Coast, even Mountain Time viewers, right? Probably a, a lot. That was a much bigger factor there. All right, so thank you for joining us, everyone, as we wrap up the divisional round previews. This was awesome, and of course, next week we'll come back with the championship round previews. Four left at that point, and we'll see who those four are. Honestly, at this point, nobody knows. But in a few days. We, we will see who those four teams are. Thank you for joining us. Remember to subscribe to the page on YouTube and to our podcast on Spotify and Apple. And everyone have a great weekend.